0: it's survivors friendly fire show episode 197 for the end of april 2022 i am one of your co-hosts steve wright and with me is my friend and yours ben salter ben how you going how's your fortnight been
1: I'm good. I'm finally in... I know you guys had like a year of lockdown or something, but I'm finally in close contact isolation, like a week before it ends. So uh, I think that's like ending maybe in Victoria this week. So South Australia will be the week after because we just pretty much copy what everyone else does. (laughs) Uh, So pretty much if this happened next week, I'd be fine. But because it happened this week, I can't do anything. All I can do is stay at home, work from home and then play Elden Ring. And that's pretty much my life. Like there's... There's nothing else to do.
0: That sounds horrible. And you're in isolation, not because you're sick, but because someone in your house is sick. Um, Yeah. Which is weird. Like you hear so many people just like dropping like flies. And then there's other people who just like they're with each other. Like, day in and day out. And just some people don't get COVID, which is strange. Mm. Half my hockey team... Maybe I'm immune. I don't half, know. Well, maybe. Half my hockey team said they got COVID, like, right after we won the grand finals. And, like, we we're supposed to go to Queensland on Monday. So, I'm just like, please don't get sick. Please don't get sick. Please don't get sick. And I didn't get sick. So, now I need to knock on yeah. all the things so I
1: don't get sick between now and Monday. Um, we had figured that it's, like, inevitable. I'm going to get it anyway. So, we didn't do any type of uh, distancing or, like, we didn't change anything. And now it's like day four, I think we're up to, probably five actually, since the wrap was positive. And I, my wrap this morning was still negative. No trace at all. Uh, first PCR was negative. I'll go do my second one tomorrow probably. And if that's clear, I think I'm clear. Like, it's I not going to so. happen.
0: Well, hmm.
1: and there's like what I a might funny have game it, on
0: yeah. the weekend and that's why you're wanting to make sure you're free or no? Or just, no, just want to get free.
1: Either way, I have to stay in isolation until Monday. So this weekend, yeah. the two long weekends are both like written off because of this uh, for a virus which I don't even have.
0: Well, I'm of the age now, Ben, where like a long weekend where I can just hang out by myself seems like really nice. To be honest, yeah. And it's not lockdown or isolation because I choose. I choose it. It's not like it's mandatory.
1: It's, it's definitely different to uh work from home when you can't then leave at all like you can't even take the dog for a walk you can't do anything like that's the work from home perk is you can you know 10 a.m i'll go walk around the block with the dog like get out yeah just look at a screen all day when you lose that it's less good uh it's still not, not a good way to work but it's like you're stuck here and then when you're done you can just go to the couch like there's yeah you lose the perks
0: so dog walks in the backyard i guess is all you can do
1: uh, we can just walk himself in the backyard, I guess. Yeah. He'll be well, fine.
0: <laughs> if we're not going for a walk, you can just figure it out yourself. There's the backyard sorted out.
1: Yeah, but at least you have
0: a backyard to get some fresh air and.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I did all my my shopping on like just the day before because it was a long weekend. I was like, I will stock up. I'll do like a week's worth of shopping because all the shops are closed in Adelaide whenever there's a hint of a public holiday. <laughs> uh, and so I've got like a full case of beer, so I'm sorted for that. Um, we've got like many dinners uh yeah so it's fine
0: well and for everything else there's uber eats and grocery delivery and all that kind of fun stuff well it sucks that you're in isolation uh hopefully uh there's a speedy recovery it sounds like no one's like super sick which is nice so hopefully a speedy Mm -hmm. uh exit from isolation because it doesn't seem like there's really a recovery that's even needed which is even better so that's uh, it.
1: The good news is it's allowed me to play a lot of Elden Ring. So uh, that's a perk of not having the commute every day. You can just 4.30 show up, get right on there. Um,
0: tell me about it. it.
1: So uh, for, the, for the new listener, we don't often repeat games. Like we normally kind of talk about something, maybe two shows in a row. Maybe we come back to it if there's a big change or something ordinarily we've talked about it we actually had special guests on we had hamish and luke on to talk about it because we needed some experts because at the time neither of us were really into from games at all right um and that is week by week or fortnight by fortnight fortnightly show most of the time um changing like you've smashed it out you got your thousand game score you've moved on to every other game they've made since pretty much and uh and <laughs> I'm somewhat behind you, but when I first played it, I played it just to be able to speak about it briefly on this podcast, to be able to pretty much say this is still not for me. I don't get it. I hate it. Uh, and the first two hours, I feel like that is what I felt still. Like I just didn't get it frustrating for some reason. I gave it more of a chance. I think because it's got such a, you know, a hype around it, not just from the game community, like it's mainstream now, like everyone's talking about Elden Ring. Yeah. Played it some more. I'm now about to hit 30 hours. Uh, and I'm like fully into like, I've respect my character. I was actually messaging you about that last night to be like, just in case you were going to say that's dumb. Don't do that. No, I just um, felt bad because I'm
0: so far out of the meta now. Like I used to like bleed build was good and like all these things uh, that you, you, you missed the the time of the horfrost stomp entirely. Let me tell you, the horfrost stomp was amazing at the beginning. Anyway, I digress. Continue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, so I've, I've changed. I was very much just uh, putting my stats into like a bit of everything, which is a bad way to play. Um, and so I was still using like an early sword, uh, which I'd leveled up to get past from Nella, um, who lets you eventually respec if you like. And that's when I thought maybe I should look at other stuff. Hmm. And I ended up getting the, uh, Moonveil Katana, which is banging, yep. but it requires you to be like dexterity slash intelligence. Uh, and that's the path I'm going down now. So I think that's a pretty common build. It seems because of that specific weapon, um, but I think that's more me because I was realizing I wasn't using the shield at all. So the sword shield was kind of a waste because I was basically just ignoring one hand or using it as a two-handed weapon occasionally. Uh, and I think I need speed. I'm all about getting quick hits, back out, and ideally have a ranged option. So it's taken me like 25 plus hours, but I finally have some level of strategy instead of just like hope, 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 die, 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 and eventually get the win. Uh, I now have something of a plan. It's not a great plan, but it seems to be working.
0: But I, th- I think that's kind of like, you you learn, because you, ha- like, it's its what I was saying the other episode about, there's no map and there's no markers, but because you have to mm-hmm. learn everything, really, as you go, like, you you know the areas, and once you get back to an area, you're like, oh yeah, okay, because, like, you have to, if you don't dedicate that to memory, or learn how something works, it just, you you're never going to succeed. So, like, there's this weird bit of game that we don't usually partake in that so you know more about all of these stats even though fromsoft isn't really like explaining them to you like you sort of get it like if you want to run a katana you could do like a rivers of blood katana build or you can do the moon katana like you sort of kind of start to know like okay well things in strength is useless like that needs to be in dexterity instead which is like really neat yeah. and it like transitions like i think elden ring is probably like the accessible FromSoft greatest hits, but we'll get we'll get to my experience in a second. It's just it's really neat that like you you seem to be having the same kind of experience that uh, my husband Matt is having. Like oh yeah I'll I'll get into it, and it, it's more frustrating than fun for the first little while, and then either things start clicking and you just start liking it, or it just becomes like Stockholm syndrome. And like do you do you know? if it's one or the other or like a combination
1: of both right now? I think it's both. I think it's that it is actually very Breath of the Wildy, like it's super similar in that you need to figure out where to go yourself. You can ignore a bunch of it if you want, but to your own detriment because you're not getting the, the loot you need essentially. Um, I think it does, like you say it's the most accessible from soft game and it probably is, but it's still really not accessible at all. Like it's, it doesn't tell you anything. Um I only just realized today that I've like that um post- the flask thing that you can mix yourself I've never used because I like I don't know how to use it and I realized I should probably google that. Um and As it's very see. much a yeah like a, it's just one of the things that like you you it doesn't really tell you so then you just forget that you even got that and you don't use it. Like there's so much stuff in my inventory that I'm just like whatever's there what about um, great
0: runes and the rune the half moon rune things like it's you keep the great runes and you don't have them applied until you use the half rune consumable. yeah so
1: i again i learned that from youtube um i use the one that gives you like a plus five the one from godric on uh yeah. so i I got uh ranella down to in her second stage no health like 4k tv i'm telling you that bar was empty <laughs> Uh, and I had no health left either. And then I missed and she hit me and I was dead. And so that was like an almost controller through the OLED situation, but didn't happen. Um, and then I like never, I was just off, you know, when you're off and you're like, I could never get anywhere near that again. Oh yeah. Um, and so then I, I remember that I had that rune and that little arc thing used it easily won, like just the extra stats boost once I knew what was going to go on in the boss fight. So definitely useful at the right time. Are I you
0: summoning people, like real people? Mm. Yeah. That's well, that
1: boss, that fight didn't have real people, but the two before did, um, and yeah, it's like the NPC
0: real people or real real people because you can always get real people.
1: Um, NPC real people. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. That <laughs> okay. one, the walls work really well in that one. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the terminology is confusing because a lot of things are very similar, um, and even remembering what it all means is. Yeah, challenging. Well, wants. so
0: there's summon symbols on the ground, and like uh, for Margaret, there's one like yeah. right near the gate. Like that's a that's not that's an NPC character that will help you. But mm-hmm. and I kind of taught Matt this, and I think you should probably look into it because it's there's pros and cons if you summon real world players to help you. So you can summon oh, two real
1: players. Never can, done
0: that, but you can summon two people. The more like for one person that you summon the boss gets, like, a little bit more resilience or more health. Like, it's the same idea. Like, it takes more to kill them but because there's two of you. Um, and the same thing, like, there's extra for two real player characters. I'm not sure if it scales the same way with, like, the NPC summons or not. Um, but, like, Renala, there's, like, if you go and Google cheese, there's a lot of cheeses to to some of these bosses, and I admit to fully using these cheeses when I need to. Um, but Renala was one of those ones where I could... Like, I, c- I wouldn't get hit in the first phase at all. And then the second phase, I'd get, like, super close. And, like, half the bosses I killed at the same time they killed me. And I'm like, I'll take it. I don't even care. Um, but I, just, I couldn't get her. And I just ended up summoning two real people. And they just, like, laid waste to her. And I kind of, like, hung back in the corner, like, lobbing, like, some spells. And I didn't, I like, I don't feel bad about doing that kind of thing. Um, you have to get used to doing it. There's, a, there's all these different fingers it's a specific finger that you have to activate and that allows people mm. to join your game and they have to do a summoning finger or not a summoning finger. Or They have to, they have to use a finger as well, which will put down those yellow summon squares. So with Ranala, before you go into like the library, you can like activate your finger thing and then you'll see all the markers on the ground and you just have to kind of like activate them and hope that someone's not grabbed them before you do. It's like, it's it's, it's, Nice because you can get help and there's limited things you can like communicate to people. So I guess the expectation is kind of like go and run a boss a bunch of times to sort of get an idea of what's going on. Summon people. They can't like, it's unless you like join a discord or something with them, they can't like berate you if you're bad or something. Um, But even that said, like I I was stuck kind of near the end and this guy just kept like, he messaged me on Xbox. He's like, don't give up, like, just keep keep summoning me, I'll keep helping you, try this, and it's like, like, it's just the nicest thing, like, it, it either works or it doesn't, people are doing it out of the kindness of their hearts, they've generally already beaten that boss, or, like, beaten the game, and they're just, like, back trying to help people, so that is my tip to you, give it a try, it's not, like, normal multiplayer in a game, like, you can't, you don't interact with the people, really, you just have to fight okay. with one another, I'll, I'll figure okay. out which thing it is to work for you, if you don't.
1: Oh anyway. yeah, I'll try. It sounds horrible as a player. I would hate to do that. Once I've beaten a game, to go back and keep playing the bosses. But good on those people for enjoying well, that.
0: I've helped Matt with a couple bosses. I could do exactly the same with you. So and you and like you can make it easy to connect with your friends by putting in passwords, so you only access the people with the same password and stuff. So um, I helped Matt a couple times, and I'm, like that invitation is obviously extended to you. I'm uh, I'm OP in my own new game plus game, but. Oh, the cat in the background sorry uh but when you join someone else's game like you they they nerf you basically so you can't just go in and like destroy a boss for your friend and then leave so it's mm, still challenging
1: okay well uh i would definitely say this game would be very hard to play 20 years ago like it's so i googled so much stuff which i rarely do for any game normally i just figure it out Um, But it just, it's such a long game and there's so much going on that I'm just like, oh, I need a smithing or like smithing stone five, Google, where is one? Because I do not have time just to wander the world and hope. Uh, And just how stuff works. Like it's constant Googling, is this weapon I found good or not? Like stuff like that. And there's heaps of it all over the internet. Mm. I've rarely watched any gaming YouTuber, sorry, gaming YouTubers, but I've watched so many on Elden Ring just to see how to do something. Uh, I've got some tips for them. Tip number one, short video is much better. I don't need your half an hour story on what you did first. Just can't monetize them I though work. that
0: way. That's why. Anyway.
1: Um, show the map very clearly at the start. This is where you go. Like they, some of them are rubbish at that. If you're going to do your voiceover, just talk about what you're doing. No backstory, no like I've won, whatever. Just like explain what's going on. Uh, if you're not going to do the talking over it and you're going to use text on the video, all good, but make it very clear what it is straight away because I'm not reading the whole thing through the whole time. Yeah. Um, and if I see someone sitting in the corner in their chair, they put themselves in the video, instant stop watching because I know it's going to be awful. So that's, that's pretty much my tips as a viewer.
0: I like the way you think. Uh, Tyrannicon. If you Google uh, Elden Ring Guru and, like, name of boss... Like, some cheesy ones, some, like, helpful ones, and, like, it's all straight to the point and super useful. Like, just, he's, and, and, like, I found he does videos on Sekiro, or Sekiro, I have no idea how to say it, and, like, there's some Dark Souls ones that I've checked out. Like, he's, it's just, like, try this, do this, if you're really stuck, like, do this weird thing to, like, get up to this area where they can't hit you and just throw fireballs. Like, yep, done, fireball. So, yeah, anyway. I have no problems beating any of these games with like a little bit of a, a cheat um, if I'm stuck. I like trying it though, like even though I know what I can yeah. do to like I, I will try it earnestly to, to get to where I did.
1: Um, I haven't used that for many bosses because I find because how you play is so different. Someone else shows you in like their class and their build is unlike yours at all and it's not really useful. Um, bosses I find easier just it's that repetition of you need to learn what their moves are. Occasionally, there's like a how do I dodge this move, which just keeps destroying me. And it's like, yeah. oh, you've got to roll forward to the right, forward to the left is instant death. And it's like, ugh. Um, but yeah, that type of stuff.
0: When I was playing Elden Ring, there were less YouTube. God, it's not like I'm 50 years old. When I was playing Elden Ring back in 1952, You um, made the pre-guide. But there, yeah, well, I, I was using, I was used because there weren't a lot of YouTube videos or like, because patch 1.03 came out and that was the hoarfrost stomp nerf. And like, every guide was just like, stomp them. I'm like, I can't. I've tried that. It's like, it doesn't hurt them anymore. So I was reading like text-based guides and like half of them, or even videos, were just like, Uh, So get to this boss and don't get hit and hit them. Oh, wow. Like, what a revelation. I didn't know that's how I beat someone in a game about combat. Thank you so much. Like, yeah, like you need, like, he'll lift his right arm high in the air. And that means this is going to happen. And when this happens, you should be, like, backing up and dodging to the right or something. Like, you need to be very specific, I think. If you want to try to help people with Elden Ring. Like, I think I know a lot and I'll happily help Matt when he's playing downstairs and I'll give you some tips, but I still don't feel confident enough to try even like for beginners to try to articulate this like via the website or on YouTube or like via the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's still, I'm okay. I'm dangerous, but like, it's a bit still beyond me, if that makes sense.
1: Well, and I think that's how, a lot of people were playing it. You know, we're both new to these type of games because the, the other ones were just that a little bit more inaccessible, inaccessible, so they were hard to jump into. And so, like, there's a, a large group of people I know playing this who only play a couple of games a year. Like, And this is one of them because of the hype, because they're a little out at the moment. Um, so they jumped on it. Uh, like, my future brother-in-law is playing it. He only plays a couple of PS5 games a year. Did not pick him at all to be playing it. Wasn't and he when you're playing
0: after- it in lockdown in isolation too?
1: Yeah. yeah he actually had covid <laughs> And that's why he got it because he needed a new, this was like the new release that was getting tens at the time. So it's like, oh, I'll just get it. Uh, and so like you ask him like, what type of build are you playing? It's like, I've got no idea. Like I've just like strength and vigor, like health and like big sword, whack and things like that's my whole strategy. That's all I'm doing. Not interested in learning about magic. I don't get it. It's too complicated. I just want to go whack stuff basically. And that's, that does work. It's a strategy. Um, but like, so there's different tiers of like, you know, you were talking like someone who's finished the game, like, you know, some of the intricacies, but if you play it again, you'll probably find a bunch more. Mm. But I think there's a lot of players like that too who are just not interested, it's too deep, it's too much going on. They've got their little bit of strategy, and that's what they're putting all their stats into. And that will probably work long term if you commit long enough. Uh, And there's just two massive spectrums of players: people who know what FromSoft are going to do, and people like us who are trying to learn it along the way.
0: Yeah. Well, and the world is so big. There's like even if you're not like excelling at destroying all the bosses and you're like progressing the real story, like I couldn't beat Margaret at the start for a while, so I found a way around the castle and like into other areas, Mm. and I'm just like, ooh, okay, got on my horse and like found like Fireland with like giant t-rex dogs or whatever they are and just like terrified and they would one hit me but it was just like this cool thing of like you can turn a corner and you can find something new at all times matt's in near like the he's in like the main huge city linedale or something like that and he was like where what do i do here i'm like and i looked at the screen i'm like i don't think i was ever where you are like i i know i know where you are like on the map generally but I have no idea where that specific thing is so like I don't know you're on your own sorry about that there's just so many it's it's a it's a huge world but it's not like an Ubisoft huge world with just like hills and trees and nothing like everything is kind of like placed in a very specific way and then you like you turn a corner and magically find a cave and you go into the cave thinking it's going to be a little thing and it's just like this giant labyrinth with like boulders rolling and crushing you and like spikes and poison it's just it's really fun just to explore sometimes and you're like you always feel even if you're dying and losing like thousands of souls you're still feeling like you're progressing which i think is very enjoyable um and because it's open world it's less of like a, a linear path you have to do a and then b and then c like if you're feeling stuck at something a lot of the time i just went okay gonna put a pin in that i'm just gonna go i'm either gonna go get some souls or i'm gonna go look over in the other direction because i just i can't be bothered anymore and there's all it's like there's something to do even if it's not you know the quest that you were hoping to complete and then you know you get more power you get a cool weapon or something you find a cool talisman and then you know like you're more prepared to do the thing that you intended to do
1: yeah i think that's why i've ultimately gotten into it eventually (laughs) it's the almost any game that's forcing me onto side quests or like i feel like i'm not progressing i just drop and i lose interest like i i want to be moving forward in the main quest and this is a very rare example where i don't mind that i'm not doing that and if i get stuck on something i'm happy to leave it and come back to it i think that putting a pin in it and coming back to it is a very important part because in most games that's really frustrating Hmm. but for some reason you kind of accept it and you're like all right i shouldn't be here yet or i'm I'm not quite good enough i'm going to go totally other side of the map and do something else for a little while uh and in a way, you're not making any progress because because of how the leveling works with runes, which you might use on something else. You can kill a bunch of stuff and then spend that on loot, so you actually don't level up at all, which is rare for an RPG. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you can kind of not make any progress, but you kind of do because you you get that experience. You're playing better. You might get a one useful item that ultimately helps you, uh, and that's what I normally don't get from these games. I normally lose interest. I normally want to speed it up a bit, but I'm enjoying that. Even some of it's super grindy, like. I need a bunch of runes. I just need a grind for a just to get some. I normally hate that. But for some reason, I don't here. Um, I hit the wall. I always hit a point where I'm like, that's it for today. Like, I can't do anymore. But then I'm back happy again the next day, carrying on. So, like... When you hit the yeah. wall,
0: though, because Matt... I, I, I was doing it and Matt was, like, rolling his eyes. I mean, like, what are you talking about? I don't care. But then he started playing Elden Ring more. And you get into... You hit the wall. And then, like, you're watching TV two hours later and you just go, oh... If I use this katana instead and switch out to this shield and I came from the right angle and, you know, like had a spell to do that, like it's just it's kind of always like churning in the back of your brain. Like it's this yeah. weird itch that just always needs to be scratched. Does that does that happen to you too? Or is, am I just like OCD with these games?
1: No, I would think so because often, like probably after this, I'd be like, oh, I've got to go make dinner." I'm good to have a break from it. Maybe I'll even skip tonight playing, but then I bet you I'll get back to it because I'll be like, "You know what? My Moon Veil could use a couple more stones. Like I could just, it could just, it wouldn't be too hard. I can Google some locations. I can find some. Uh, I can do a bit of mapping. Unlock some of the fog, which annoys me. Um, yeah, do you there's know always about like the bell
0: that... things that you that you I... go to the round table and give to the." creepy looking thing yeah, so you can just buy smithing stones
1: i've got some bells but okay. i need the somber smithing stones for the moon bell. yeah because uh, it's a special boy same things so you can uh, get
0: bell bearings for those too if you yeah but
1: are, you also need, you only need one of every level so i kind of feel like it's easy just to find one At
0: this yeah point. but then if you have the bell bearings then it's just really easy because you get to a i think you get to a certain point where you're pretty happy with your stats and then mm-hmm. like if a patch comes out like what happened to me a couple times and like completely nurse the build you have and like oh, the moon veil, the moon. Well, <laughs> no, but like <laughs> if, if you get these bell bearings and the moon veil, Katana, it, it, hopefully not knock on wood becomes obsolete. If you have all the bell bearings, it's just a matter of like doing a couple farming runs, buying all the smithing stones you need, getting whatever the new hot weapon is and just like pumping all the stones back into it. Like that's kind of, it's not a yeah, but it kind of is
1: good example of like i'll probably go waste two hours just getting a bunch of those and like making no progress really but doing something that does help you long term and i'll probably get better since this is the new class for me i'm actually doing the double katana uh one in each hand that's the way to go then you get like bleed and frost damage that's what hands. i was doing just pure blood though anyway uh so yeah it's it's a funner way to play for me uh, speed's the way to go um we could talk about Elden Ring for hours, but we need to move it along. We could. And I feel like the next step, which this is not going to happen for me because I've already put in 30 hours. <laughs> how how much longer do you think I have to go? At least another 30, probably more.
0: Yeah, I think I was about 60, I think. Yeah. Um or I guess so. It can
1: be, it's a hard question to answer because you can smash through as quickly as possible, or I could go explore everywhere, which I won't do. But I've again I have been exploring optional Areas and enjoying that. So
0: well, I I did get all the achievements, but like I I didn't hunt them down. Well, I did at the end, obviously, but like I, I I had more fun going and like fighting all the little bosses that didn't matter whatsoever to anything I was doing because it was like really fun. And that I, that's the good thing about the grind as well. It's not like a mash X to win type of game, like to to get the souls. Like you have to be strategic and parry and block or like get range and hit. So like it's not like a combat encounter is kind of just like boring. Like they're all engaging, which to me makes it more fun. Like I was grinding for souls in Dark Souls, because this is the segue. And I just found a spot where there's just like a whole bunch of enemies that were like sort of hard to kill, but if you killed them, you got, like, 2,000 souls per kill. So it was, like, this exercise of, like, parrying and blocking and dodging and, and, like, like it was kind of the grind. It was the definition of grind. I was just doing the same thing over and over and over. Bonfire fights, bonfire fights. But none of the fights were ever the same, and I had to, like, really use my brain to beat these people. And that's what's fun. So you were alluding to the fact that I've been playing a whole bunch of for- uh, from so- from software games. Um, I've yeah. tried well- Blood... Sorry.
1: So you've done the the opposite of everyone else. You've started on <laughs> Elden Ring. You're actually going backwards, I think. Yes. I think, so I was about to say that I don't think I'll do that because it's just it's too much time in one game and I, I kind of want to just leave on a high. Hopefully, I'm still enjoying it 30 more hours time. Uh, but you've got fully hooked, so you're going backwards into the back catalog. Um, are you dabbling in each one or are you committing to one at a time to play through? Um,
0: well, so I started dabbling in bloodborne because i knew i had i owned that on playstation five
1: out of 10 reviewed it on PS4. Yeah, yeah do you agree with that score now that you've become turned onto the from side
0: i do because i literally played for eight hours and couldn't get past the first probably half hour point because i <clears throat> i i very much understand how a from software game has to be played now and like i just i couldn't and I like I didn't Google anything because it was it was ahead of release and stuff. Like I I there was no I was my own resource, um, and that's not to say it's bad. It's just like it it's inaccessible. It's cool if you're not used to it. And it's, it it's still a good score. If you like it, you're still gonna like it. Um, it's very different. So you have like a gun in your left hand, which is sort of your shield, but it's meant to like if someone's attacking you, you have to shoot someone to try to like. Interrupt the attack, so you can't block it. You have to get your timing right and and interrupt the attack. And then your right hand is just like hitty hitty hitty. Um, <clears throat> it's good. I'm I'm playing all of these games years after they've been released, and I'm certainly using guides. Like go here, do this, avoid this for now because you're not gonna you're not gonna be ready for this. Like the, you'll get one hit, and I'm, I'm I'm liking it. I thought I liked Bloodborne more than Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, which is what from software did for activision it's their most recent game apart from elden ring um but it's completely different so like with, with elden ring you can shield spell melee you know that's the world is your oyster um bloodborne is 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 gun weapon um so the combat's a little bit different Sekiro but you can still you can still customize different builds and stuff and put points to things and it's 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 Elden Ringy in that way with how you spec your character um mm. Sekiro is just like you are this samurai he has these things go like it's they they've made the build and you just have to to get used to it so it's very much about like perfection in combat you have to get your timings right you have to do this you have to do that i'm I'm enjoying i think i'm enjoying Sekiro more than bloodborne just because you have to kind of get used to a certain way of playing and then like it's not like you have to shift and and, and try something new because that's not working like it's it's it has to work the way that they've set it up um, and i think from software is able to make a game that challenges that specific build of the character Whereas the other ones are a little bit more open because you can do so many different things. Does that make sense what I'm trying to, to get at? Like, you are this character, so they are making all these enemies and they like that's how they meet.
1: Well, and I imagine the biggest difference in, in those and the Souls games is that it's a more linear experience. Like, they're funneling you along to get to this point at this stage. Sekiro, certainly. To, Sorry. Yeah. So, well, as opposed to you you go and you do what you want, and if you're struggling in an area in Elden Ring, you go elsewhere, and that's kind of what they want you to do. This is, I assume, more, no, this is where you should be, this is what you need to do next.
0: Yeah, Bloodborne, you can kind of, like, get into certain areas early, but, like, you don't want to. You kind of want to go in a, a certain, on a certain path, I'd say. Um, I started Bloodborne, kind of, like, started playing Bloodborne and Sekiro, Sekiro whatever, however you say it. P- started playing Sekiro more. And then realized I had the 360 version of Dark Souls and went, Oh, I want to see what this is like. Right. Try And it's, well, it's like, it's very much more Elden Ring style, but like years ago, but like it's, it's the stat points. You can use spells. You can use pyromancy. You can perform miracles and heal yourself and you have shields and weapons. You can't jump. That's like the biggest difference. Obviously Elden Ring is like the first you can jump
1: game. Um,
0: but you it's know, very it took
1: me 20 hours to realize your horse can double jump. Like <laughs> I've only quite recently realized this. They never tell you. <laughs> no, they do. I They skip don't it. tell you anything. <laughs> but in like Dark Souls, but why can it double jump anyway, does not matter? Cuz it's a it's it's a
0: it's a ghost horse. It's a magic horse. That's why cuz it's yeah. You can you can summon it out of thin air with a ring. Of course it can double jump, Ben. Why are you even asking? Why are you I don't know. Well, anyway. your
1: guy is such a shitty jump. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The horse is a good jump.
0: Well, my guy in Dark Souls is the worst jumper. He can jump, but you have to run and hit like dodge once to kind of jump over a thing. Like that's the that's the most jumping he can do. Um It's it's very Elden Ring, but there's a whole bunch of extra mechanics that I just I hate kind of thing. Like um, there's weapon damage and degradation. Um you're dead so like you're a zombie but you're not like a bad zombie and you have to use humanity to bring yourself back to life to be a human which opens up like summoning options and and brings invaders like npc invaders into your world and stuff and you have to be a human to kindle a bonfire to get more like flask uses of like health and like there's all these just things and it's just like sometimes it's like too much to to manage but as much as I like Sekiro, I've, I've found myself kind of just, like, only playing Dark Souls now. And I'm really, really liking it. I think I'm okay. about 20 hours in, to, in this Dark Souls run. And, like, just fully using a guide. I, I do not care. Like, tell me where to go. Tell me what to not do right now. It's just super fun. And I feel like it's easier than I think people playing it at the time would have felt because i'm so used but to kind guard. of playing these things now well yeah and i also have a guide um but it's just really fun i would i i think probably dark souls is people's least favorite i think dark souls probably too
1: i've heard is the best Who is the one that I, oh really see i see a lot of people hating on dark souls oh, too maybe three like then? one and three i don't know but that could be everyone has their own opinion on these things so that could just be the one guy i saw say that well but i think i
0: i can't remember if i had dark souls in back compat, or if i bought it because it was cheap but i do remember looking at like all the from software games and they're like full price so bandai namco is going like we we can get this out of you people now that you've you've got i'll go and at
1: some point okay. well
0: yeah so like i'll probably if i when i finish not if when when i finish dark souls i don't know if i'm like that keen to go back into sekiro or bloodborne necessarily i'd probably want to play dark souls 2 and 3 because it's it's more of that elden ring style um but they're all really good and i'm like i i don't know if five years ago four years ago i would have necessarily been as patient or as in search of a different kind of experience to enjoy these as much as i do now
1: so I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Well, so I was I was gonna ask which one would you recommend people who have just come to From Software and love Elden Ring, but it sounds like you're suggesting Dark, Dark Souls. Souls is the yeah. way to go. I, I think so. Uh, maybe I mean without having played any of them, maybe Dark Souls Three, just as the newest one, might be easier to get your hands on. It might be a little bit slightly upgraded because it's for the current gen. What was Dark Souls Two yeah. on? Was that 360 or was that uh, or not current I gen? couldn't
0: tell off the top of my head. There's um. It's remastered on PC, and like from yeah. some of the guides that I've been looking at, like it looks way nicer than the 360 one. But like to remastered be fair, console. Elden Ring doesn't look great either. No. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty. very clunky game. Yeah, but like so, Dark Souls, it's it's got like the weird like Resident Evil four like do 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 do. I don't know, like just kind of like lame music. And water just looks like black and white lines kind of like going downwards kind of thing if it's a waterfall. Like it it doesn't look good, but it doesn't look bad. And no. it's just it's just kind of more from software stuff. So I'm sure like 2 and 3 look better, but Dark Souls, whatever version, they've probably done something to it on back and back for 360 on Xbox, but it's good. I yeah, like it. Re-
1: it's Dark Souls remastered on Xbox One, I'm pretty sure. So that's probably the go. Oh. I'm pretty sure that exists.
0: I don't know. I'll look in a second. but
1: Anyway, I think Dark Souls Remastered is on Switch, so it can't be that demanding. Mm. Uh, And it's super old, so that'd be why. Um, Yeah, well, I think pretty much to wrap up your point, I think a few years ago it would be very hard to, if you weren't into these games, hard to get into them, but the potentially unintended consequence of Elden Ring being that little bit more accessible, um, getting the tens and the massive praise across the board, which probably got people into it who otherwise would have ignored it. Um, and probably who have never played a Souls, never even heard of a Souls game. And if they did stick with it like you and I did, uh, they probably got more into it and then have the inclination to go back to a previous game and where it would have just been frustrating before because you don't have that, you know, go do something else for ages element that an open world has. Um, But because they know how to play it now, maybe you stick with it longer. Maybe you find it a bit easier because you understand what you should be doing. Um, And so potentially... They've made the past game slightly more accessible to the people who have put in a hundred hours into Elden Ring, because it kind of teaches you what to do. Yeah.
0: Go, go try one. Try, try Elden Ring. I think it's it's probably the nicest experience. And if you're digging the vibe, um, a lot of the From Software games are very similar in vibe. Um, so it's kind of like Bloodborne's more like if you like steampunk, Sekiro's more if you like the samurai thing, and then Elden or Dark Souls to me is like i just want more exactly elden ring but older like i want to see how elden ring came to be kind of thing so i think i think that's it i think from software is trying to do different things but elden rings almost just like we're gonna make it dark souls open world but not call it dark souls i think even luke said that i think i stole that from luke
1: yeah it's pretty much what the, i mean they pump out so many games that's quite amazing how many they really like Security wasn't that long ago. Bloodborne wasn't that long before it. If you consider how long uh, these open worlds normally take, like Cyberpunk came out, what, seven years or something after Witcher 3, and their next game will probably be 10 years late, like mm. 10 years after that. So uh, it's actually quite impressive how quickly they do this. And if you look at their, their history, they were pumping out like their previous franchises like twice a year or something. Yeah. And they did like a... What was their kid's game they did for DS? It was something weird, like... Um, What's the Japanese cat thing? My little kitty.
0: Hello Something
1: kitty. Like Hello kitty. That's it. My, My little, little pony kitty. I've mixed up with Hello kitty. <laughs>
0: My little kitty. Uh,
1: <clears throat> yeah, they made something like that. I only saw that in like a spam clickbait like headline of like you'd never believe that from software did this, and that was like the first one. I'm like, well, okay,
0: Hello Kitty was killing people for their souls, and then was banking them for upgrades. That's it seems pretty yeah. f- similar. That might
1: not be a fax, Not a facts based show. I can't quite remember the details or even the franchise name, but I something like that is a fact.
0: Well, I'm using the segue from what you've just said. Uh, We're going straight to news. You talked about CD Projekt Red taking a lot of time to do stuff. Uh, They're going to take some more time to do some more stuff. Um, They've taken back development of the current-gen versions of The Witcher 3, I think from Saber Interactive, if I'm not a fact-based show, so who cares if I'm correct? Um, That has an indefinite hold while they're sorting that out. So if you wanted to play current-gen versions of The Witcher 3 on Xbox Series and PlayStation 5 you got to wait some time. Um, Also, Cyberpunk 2077 DLC is on the cards, but not coming out until 2023. So CD Projekt Red's just taking their time.
1: We don't need that. Uh, (laughs) Witcher 3, so this is taking this week in delays, or this Fortnite in delays, to a whole new level because they've indefinitely delayed a game which came out seven years ago. (laughs) Has been delayed. Uh, Yeah, anyway... Good on them. Like, I'm pretty sure it runs quite well on the current gen consoles because it gets the frame rate up to where it should be in a stabler way, at least. So just play them as they are. I don't think it will make a drastic difference. I'm one of those people who waited for Cyberpunk to finally get its current gen update, which has now happened. And because of Elden Ring, I haven't played it. And now I may never play it. So oh, point of my story. It's really good. I will get there, but... It- uh, I need something after like this sixty to seventy hour slog. I need like a short little oh, game in between. Don't play um, Cyberpunk in that case.
0: It's it's a it's a time sink, but a
1: good time sink. I'm going to keep it's going to keep getting delayed. Uh, but fortunately, there are like no more releases for the rest of the year currently. Really locked in. There's a couple that we're about to talk about, but there's there's not a lot that's definite for the rest of this year. I suspect more delays will happen. So maybe I'll slot it in. But my point being, if you want to play Witcher three and you haven't played it don't wait five years for the current gen upgrade. Like just play the last gen version. It's like eight bucks or something probably. So yeah. it's a good game. It plays well on the current console.
0: Absolutely. Um, you mentioned this week or this Fortnite delays. We don't have any delays because like literally there's nothing left. We had all the releases. There's nothing coming. Uh, nothing's been delayed apart from, I guess, The Witcher three which is already out um randomly though nintendo's not delayed xenoblade chronicles 3 but they've uh moved its release date ahead i think it was originally supposed to be out in september not a fact-based show but it's, it's certainly out now um in
1: july i think late july from what i recall july or june one of the j months maybe it was july um yeah, this is actually this is the biggest scandal to come to this Fortnite delay since we started this show. That's our only regular segment, and we've had the first time ever a what is it a, a relay a an anti delay and an release delay. delay? What's before? It's like the prequel to release. I don't know. Pre- it's totally screwed up our system because we've never had this before. We've never had like a locked in release date move forward a few months. Hmm. Um. Probably goes to show you that Nintendo games are uh, or Nintendo published games. Uh, done well ahead of time they slot them in quite strategically there's often a game there's almost one every month from nintendo but some of them are smaller releases you kind of miss well
0: and it's weird because advance wars one and two re whatever it's called was reboot camp like totally it's totally ready to be released but they've delayed it in the wake of the the ukraine uh russia war but so they're ha- Nintendo's happy to push that down the schedule, but like Xenoblade Chronicles, which is still, I guess it's about combat, but not military combat. They're just like, yeah, we'll put that ahead.
1: Well, Advanced Wars is actually about like two factions invading. And I think there's some maybe like, it's basically like army men fighting each other, essentially, like it's very cartoony. I think there's probably some element of one of them is Russia because in every war game, there's like, oh, that's a Russian. <laughs> it's like, it's the Soviets so or the back. Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that had something to do with it, whether Xenoblade is totally fictional, you know, fantasy world. Um, and I think that's the reason why this has been moved up. So, like, it probably shows that a bunch of Nintendo's games for this year, well, not a bunch, the couple that we knew which had release dates and are definitely coming this year uh, are ready. And so they've moved that up to July, which frees up September, which is probably where they're trying to plug in advanced wars. I think they've probably penciled it in, um, assuming that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is somewhat more acceptable in terms of society and how we view that mm-hmm. to release a game. You know, it's like a G-rated war. Like, it's, it's not like it's a full-on simulation. So I think they'll they hope they can release that then.
0: That's just literally made me remember something I've played that didn't I didn't talk about in what we've been playing. Um I had a chance to did I talk about this last time? No. I can't remember. I previewed Nintendo Switch Sports. Have I talked about it? I can't remember. No, you haven't. Um uh, it's super good. Um uh six sports, I think. Tennis, badminton, kinda dumb mm-hmm. because they're basically the same sort of thing. Tennis is more strategic and badminton is like badminton's to swing and hit the thing, just like make sure you can hit it. Um soccer is weird and it's one of those releases that's gonna be not like it's half and half right now. Like you can use the leg strap to kick in shootout mode, but you can't use it for anything else. But eventually you'll be able to use the leg strap for every soccer mode. Um and soccer mode basically when it's not shootout feels like Rocket League, giant ball, run around, use one Joy-Con to move, the other Joy-Con to kick. Sounds like
1: Real soccer, yeah.
0: really fun um bowling is Wii bowling it's we sports bowling but the the big change Wii? i guess sorry oh good the big change is that it's not like one at a time so if you have multiple people and four you know like four players you can all grab a joy con at the same time and you know space yourself out so you're not smacking someone in the face and you'll just that get like sense. a split screen and you can all just bowl at the same time like for interest of, of time consuming or time saving um Volleyball is probably, if you have kids, the hardest to learn. Cause it's very dependent on timing and like motions and getting everything like completely right. Uh, and then there's chambara, which is hitting people with swords. Uh, and there's a lot of like four-honor style kind of like match, counter match, you know, like strikes. Um, but like you probably could just you know swing with reckless abandon and see how you go. Did I get all the sports? I can't remember. Yes, I think so. It sounds, good, fun. I mean,
1: I think, I think it's been long enough since we Sports that people would get back into them again because like they've had a gap. Uh, the good ones then were tennis, people loved, but I think bowling was probably the best in terms of how it worked. Like you could, tennis still had a lot of luck to it, whereas bowling, you could kind of actually figure out what to do and you could have quite close matches because you'd have other people who are good too. So I think playing at the same time makes sense. Um, sounds good.
0: Hmm. And yeah. If you like Wii Sports, if you played Wii Sports, like we all brought people over to our house to show them how the Wii worked with Wii Sports, like guaranteed. Like here's bowling. Um. So yeah. it's that kind of just really stupid fun. Um. There's an online component that I didn't get to try out. I just. I. It seems like more of a people over at your house, post pandemic. You know, get to catch up. Sink Absolutely. some beers and play some bowling. That's it's good. I'm
1: sure Nintendo doesn't yeah. want that to be
0: the marketing campaign. Sink some beers and play some bowling.
1: But the that's the me. big difference obviously is Wii Sports was a free pack in launch title. This is coming out like almost towards the end of the Switch's life and it costs, you know, sixty bucks or something. Yeah. Um interesting to see what people do. If they think this is just Wii Sports again, I've still got a Wii, why would I buy this? Hmm. Uh Not that Nintendo give things away for free, but potentially they could have just added it to like switch online or something. There's like a here's you get, they may still do that. You never know in a few months. Um, Yeah. I just think it will get less take up because of that.
0: Yeah. Golf is also coming. Golf. I remember having a good time with golf. Golf's not going to be out at launch. It's coming later. Uh, I think a review goes up sometime next week. So stay tuned for that. Back to news, my apologies. Uh, we'll stay on the Nintendo front, I guess. It's it's more than the Nintendo, though. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft um, have reached agreements with uh, mm. essentially the UK's ACCC. I, don't, I forget what it's called. The C, CMA, Competition and Market Authority. That's maybe not right. Fact-based show, we are not. Um, essentially, it, they're all done in slightly different ways, but uh, if you're not using... A Nintendo Switch Online, or a PlayStation Plus, or an Xbox Live, or Game Pass subscription. Uh, eventually, you will no longer be paying for it because those subscriptions will lap, lapse, and you won't be auto renewed, and you won't, you know, just have this money keep coming out of your account if you've forgotten to cancel any of those subscriptions. Which I think is great. I think it should be a thing that's kind of like global, and I think it's a thing that shouldn't be uh, necessarily needed to be enforced by. Each federal yeah. government in the world on these corporations—it's—it's just like a—if you're not using the subscription, you shouldn't be able to—you know—take the money off me. Giant mega corporation, Netflix or gaming company or Paramount or whomever we're talking about—it's a win,
1: yeah. right? They're all very sneaky with their when you sign up for anything, order renew is often checked by default, and I feel like it should just be that's automatically unchecked, and you need to make the effort to say I want that.
0: And the next thing for this uh, mentality is for uh, gyms to also realize you've not been going for like two months and just cancel your subscription.
1: (laughs) Real life life application. I would say my current gym membership is probably hitting like... What are they like 12 or 13 bucks a week? But per visit, I'm probably up to about 150 a visit, I would say, in the last 12 <laughs> months. Like it's not been strong. I need to go in. They let you sign up online, but you have to go into that same one you sign up to, which is nowhere near my current house. It's not the one I very occasionally use. Uh, it's so annoying. So I don't do it, but I, I need to go in and cancel because they've annoyed me.
0: Matt struggled with. Um his commercial gym in canceling during the pandemic. But thankfully, like, I I go to gym at Monash where where the day job is and they just canceled subscriptions without even like asking people. They're like you're not coming in, we're just getting rid of it. So good on you Monash Sport. Um Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, uh nothing's delayed, but we have a new announcement of the the next numbered sequel in the Kingdom Hearts Ooh. franchise. It's a new trilogy, I I would assume. It's a new saga if nothing else. So not directly, I guess, sort of following the events of Kingdom Hearts 3, of course, not that I could tell you what happened across any of the Kingdom Hearts games anymore. Um, but it's kind of notable because it's taking a realistic look. It looks like it's in the real world. And Sora looks more like a human than a a Square Enix version of a human also living in a Disney world. Um, have, do you? What's your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts before we get into any of this, Ben?
1: Uh, I tried to play like maybe the PS2 ones and I just thought, this is dumb. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I've just never got into it. Not for me. But that's what I used to say about the Souls games. And I thought From Software games were all terrible. And now it's clearly my game of the year. Mm. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. One, not to go back on the same game constantly and forget about... Everything is Elden Ring. It's fine. Um, Everything's Elden Ring. People are talking about it being game of the year. My question to you is it's so rare that a February game wins game of the year because we normally forget, we normally, they get moved on, you forget to even bring them into consideration. Like a few years ago, I don't think Hitman 3 was game of the year, but I think it should have been in the conversation. Yeah, because it was January. January. Because it was January. And so there seems to be a bit of a, there's definitely a recency bias and that you need to be extra good to win game of the year from the first quarter, probably the first half of the year. Actually, anywhere outside the holiday release, really, because people just forget. And so... uh. Do you think, one, is anything even going to challenge Elden Ring? And two, is it that good? That And has it been talked about enough? That's probably the big difference. A lot of games don't get talked about to this degree, but it will still be remembered come December.
0: I think it will. I think, like, what else is there? There's maybe God of War Ragnarok. I'm not even convinced that's coming out this year, but that's probably the biggest contender that, that I think could, could challenge it. Um, if if From Software is smart, they do DLC or something to kind of keep it in your brains. Um, but I I I I I don't want to say it's my game of the year, but it basically is right now, and I don't see that changing. And the fact that I've gone and downloaded or bought like all of From Software's back catalog, and I'm gonna be playing that through the entirety of the year, like it's really hard for me personally to forget. Why I'm doing that, and why Elden Ring made such an impact on me, and why, like in my mind, like that's why it wins, right now. So like, and what else is there? Like, there's a lot of really good games, but like they're all like really good, okay games, like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and like what else has come out? There's all these games. They're just like they're good, but they're not like I don't want to talk about it with people,
1: and I'll talk about Elden Ring with whoever wants to listen. Less competition than usual, but the. Quite often, the heavy hitters are announced in the middle of the year, and they come out at the end of the year. Like there's still probably some stuff we don't know. Of what we do know, the only competition was going to be Breath of the Wild 2, which is delayed, so that's out of the picture. Yeah. Um, and maybe Starfield. Well, I and was so thinking Starfield,
0: it. but is it it's is it out too late in the context of no. like for in Survivors the, Game Awards? Me, game Awards for Survivors Game of the Year, we do Game Awards voting because it's just easier to to get everything out done
1: this would be starfield's out like the week before that closes well
0: that's it's not gonna rate because people won't have played it to the extent that they've played like call of not the call of duty's ever like a contender but like they come out so late and you have so little time to like actually play it that it can't make that impression upon you that Elden Ring has
1: but on the other hand it it, because it's just happened if you've remembering that a lot of people who vote in this will have got it early let's say they get it three weeks before it releases that means they've had about a month before the noms are due uh I think it's so fresh in their mind that it like jumps to the front and that's often what happens but I will say that being a Bethesda game and it's really up to them to prove us wrong historically their games launch in a terrible position like they're they're just not ready full of bugs it's they've got a reputation for that and on them to not do that this time but let's assume that they will until they don't because they haven't really done that before they've never released a game that's in a a good position relatively bug free at launch it's normally great like six months later
0: yeah oh i I always like bethesda games like i i shouldn't say that bethesda game studios games like the fallouts and yeah. The, yeah, like they're, they're buggy, but they're kind of like fun bugs like that. You don't seem to mind as much. They're not game breaking bugs necessarily. And like, I love fallout. I don't like the elder scrolls so much. I'm not a fantasy person says the guy who's like enamored with Elden ring. Um, But I like sci-fi very much. And I like the exploration. And so like starfield, starfield Ragnarok, if it comes out, if starfield comes out, like they, who knows if they're both coming out or not. Um, are probably the two biggest contenders to Elden Ring. But I also need to remember how much Elden Ring has like completely enveloped my life.
1: (laughs) This is a note to me in the future. Remember this. I think if we had this discussion every April for the past 15 years, we would often be saying something that's just come out is a, a clear contender. And for now, like I can't see anything beating it. And then it got beaten. But it does feel different with Elden Ring uh it yeah i think breath of the wild's the last time something's released so early in the year and at the time horizon felt good but then just got totally dominated like a week later by something way better in my opinion um yeah. well so and it's it's, a, it's yeah. also
0: just that pandemic year of like a lot of the stuff that came out now was supposed to be out last year and a lot of the stuff that's supposed yeah. to be out now is probably going to be pushed out because it's it's, just, it's we've had to adapt to new ways of working things are just coming out unless you're a Nintendo game and it's coming out early. It's, it's, it's just a mess. So who knows? Elden Ring can thank COVID maybe for its, its huge success. Um, Let's (laughs) finish off today with the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Do you even want to try to describe it, Ben? Sonic
1: Origins. Go for it. Sonic. Well, the the game itself is not that dumb, but it it kind of is like it's, (laughs) When this got announced, so it's just like a repackaging of Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic & Knuckles and Sonic CD, uh, which are the games that Sega has released over and over and over again. You've probably played them on Wii and DS and like everything. I'm pretty sure I've got them on Xbox. I don't know if they're 360 or Xbox One or something, Uh, but they're there in some form. Um, They're finally doing something different. They're actually going to slightly remaster them. So previously they've just been emulated. This time it sounds like they're actually ported over and they are... um, essentially, well, they're kind of remastering it. They're basically making them widescreen um, and removing the lives. Or you can play them as intended as you already have done back in 2007 on the Wii Virtual Console in 4x3. Or on your your
0: Sega Genesis Mini or Sega Mega Drive Mini or whatever it's called here. Yeah, like you own these games tenfold. A
1: million times. Now for that, they want 60 bucks or like 68 bucks depending on which version you get. And yet there are still somehow five versions uh, and they all have different things. There's no way to, even the deluxe version doesn't have everything in it. Somehow, this, these games came out in the 90s and they've added a bunch of DLC, which you need to like lock things behind DLC. It, or like ca- character animations in the menu.
0: Like, you have to buy that. Like, what?
1: Yeah, one, I think this is way overpriced considering you've already bought these games and they're so old and it's 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 not like they've remade them. If they went and they did like, you know what, let's do like a new Super Mario style, like we're actually going to remake these 2.5D, fair enough. It's minimal remastering, letting them, you know, upscale and be in widescreen. Um, like I'm pretty sure you probably get a mod for that for free on the PC version. So I think maybe like 30 bucks Australian would have been a fair price. 60s is way too much. Mm. Um, and then they've got all of these different versions, which confuses it. They've somehow ruined it with DLC. It's like, what are you doing, Sega? And w- yeah. like when they announced it, I kind of thought, it, this is already out, right? Like, it's it's not a new thing. It's not like they've said, hey, here's those bunch of Sonic games that we've never re-released being re-released. It's the ones that we keep re-releasing, the good ones that you remember from your childhood, uh, and they're minimally touched up. Like, it's I don't get it.
0: Well, and like, so we had like a text based explanation of what was going on. And I'm like, I think I get it. And I was talking to you about it. And you're like, nah, just VOK's put up like a graph that they have on their website. And I looked at it. I'm like, Oh, well that's clearer. but it's also just like a extremely good representation of like, what is going on with this. Um, it's yeah. Like it's just piecemeal weird things. Like if you really want to play these games in widescreen and stuff, just buy the base version of the game. You don't need, all the weird bells and whistles that they're going to charge you between like 20 and $30 extra to get. That's just insane.
1: And you've already played all these. Like I, I don't see it selling super well. Uh, maybe when it's like on sale 80% off, which I suspect will happen in about six months. Mm. Get it. Well, there you go.
0: Uh, that comes out in sometime this year, June, yep. I think.
1: May or June, something like that.
0: Not a fact-based show. Yeah. Uh, we did like a solid hour talking about Elden Ring, basically. Uh, yay! Right. If if you're enjoying it, let us know. Also, because our hundred or two our 200th, not our hundredth, our 200th episode is coming yeah. up. Uh, if you want to send through some uh, words of of congratulations, or you want to record yourself, uh, send words or a recording to I don't know. We'll call it podcast. It's survivor with whatever you want to say, and we may play or read out your wishes on the show. Uh, maybe we'll see if we can get some people on to talk nice things or we'll get recordings or something. I don't know. I have I literally haven't thought about the two hundredth episode, and I guess we should, because we've got three more. Yeah, no, we to should go. do a
1: good one. That's it. Oh. But they're all good, Ben. Mostly. No, we should do a celebration, you know. Just exactly. get some of our yeah, some of our greatest hits going. And I'll record it this time. Um, how do we find you on the internet? Uh, ben underscore salsa on Twitter. That's me.
0: Nice. I'm S AU and you can read all of our stuff on Survivor or go to our social media and we'll complain about Sonic Origins editions. It'll be great. Not
1: even worth complaining about.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Have a good rest of isolation, Ben. Thank you. I'll enjoy.